There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to the Dr. Light Show. My name is Josh here with Jim Price. And yes, uh, yeah, wow, look at this. Just uh, interesting time. It's to almost be Christmas. Alive. It's almost Christmas. Christmas. How many, it's only like, five, uh, what, six, pay, uh, six house payments till Christmas, right? Six house payments. Oh. Pay, yeah, something like that. You know, it, it, <laughs> it, it's interesting you mentioned Christmas. Mm-hmm. Because this year, I think that uh, um, Christmas is not going to come early, but Christmas might not come for many <laughs> because. The way the economy is going, it's just not looking good. Well, they've uh, they've really set it up for. I mean, they they teed this one up in a, in a way that. I mean, I'm 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 exhausted with it. You know, we we talk about it a lot, and I I just I, I want to just you know I don't know. It's um, the head's dead, but the body still keeps going, and you're and you're anxious to get it over. You know, you want to experience the loss, but you can't experience the loss. Does that make sense? I don't know if that made sense or not. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of those deals where I wanna I wanna get on with life, guys. Let's get this going. You know? Let's, you wanna uh, get on with life. Or what do you want to get on to? This I is life. Life this is, life this... is the moments that happen in between your expectations. <laughs> That sounds like a, a Hallmark moment there, uh, the, <laughs> the Hallmark Channel. A little Christmas music. Doo, 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 doo. No, I agree with you. Um, but sometimes it just feels like you, you know, it's exhausting. You know, you don't, you want that little break here and there. Uh, do we have any positive stuff going on? What do we have going on? That's okay. Uh, let me see positive stuff. Positive um, stuff. Put, scientists put dramatically. Ex- scientists have dramatically extended cell uh-huh. lifespan. In an anti-aging breakthrough, they've increased the lifespan of yeast cells, which are very similar to human cells, 82%. Now, this is interesting because Dr. David Sinclair of Harvard University um, has done this to three to four times the lifespan of mice. So he's increased the lifespan of mice utilizing the same technology. So, you know, the old the saying that came out about five years ago is if you are alive in the next 10 years – you will most likely live the next 200. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, you know, if you're alive the next 10 years, <clears throat> we probably can fix you. Sitting at hey, like 85 uh, years old going, come on, man, just please, <laughs> 10 more good ones. Just 10 more years. <laughs> just and they give me to 94, 95, I can do it. Um, hey, let me ask you a quick question, Josh. When we go, in, when we go into these parts of the earth where we've suddenly found a tribe of people, a group of people, a city, a citizen of people, whatever you want to call it, whatever we name these things, right? Do When they're out there in the woods and experiencing spider bites and, and things like this, do they have transgenders in those? Do they always have ooh, to go in and kind of ooh. separate out the the man-woman thing and then get into the transgender and then the multi-gender uh, thing? Did they? You know, you know, Jim, you know, in my search, because I do this, <laughs> I, I search for this. Right. In my search, is that what for, you do on your weekends? You look. For it, it is. It is. I do people. an extensive <laughs> amount of research, trying to find in nature, anywhere mm-hmm. in nature, of right. uh, of of a species of animals 
that willfully through feeling changes their sex. Now, there are a few. Sharks and octopus will actually change their sex from a male into a female, but never a female into a male. Now, the male into a female conversion creates a process of asexual reproduction. But here's the thing. Is the shark didn't want to do that. Nature did that to the shark for survival. Yeah. And so there's 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 various species that have that type of thing happen. Um, mm-hmm. But it's not but normal. Sharks in are made of cartilage as well. They don't even have bone the way we have it. There's a lot of differences and stuff. And and they've all had to figure out how to manage their their population, right? Right, right. And, and well, you got to think about it. Is it's genetic that if, uh, you know, let's say a shark in a school is going around, you know, and uh, for for five years without reproduction and the uh, the school keeps on getting lesser and lesser and lesser, their DNA has this clock in there, which will automatically start transitioning a male into a female, but never the other way around. It's not a female into a male, but it's the male into the female and right. they'll go through a process of asexual reproduction. Um, but other than that, I, I think there's um, there, there's nothing. I've never seen any accounts of this. I don't, you know, I've studied ancient history. I've studied mythology. I've studied, you know, in mythology, you get a lot of androgynous right. type of entities and beings. But I've never heard of one account historically of a man cutting off of his uh, his genitalia, Junk. trying right. to be a woman. We had eunuchs, but they didn't want to be women. They just right. usually were were touching the wrong people, right. um, but I've never seen a woman, historically speaking, mm-hmm. that go out there and cut off their stuff and try to meld themselves a uh, um, a ding dong. So you know, right. it, it, it's not normal, Jim. It's not. No. It's not normal. Well, here's here's where the, here's I'm gonna go one step further on you on the science behind this though is absolutely that. In zoos or in confined spaces, animals will then start uh, putting on opposite sex traits in highly populized confined spaces. In other words, if you put 100 dogs in one room and you keep them there and they don't have time to go out and get away from each other and and explore and all these other things, you keep them confined – you, they will find that the their genders can start to blend, right? They start to do this blend thing, but in, if they're then dispersed, you mean they come? They, they become gay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They become you know ambiguous, right? They're like anything goes, bro. You know whatever it is. And so if you see that in the same way, they've done psychological studies on on high density populations, cities, New York, you know those kind of things where you have these huge groups of people stacked on top of each other, they say the exact same thing happens again. And then even going back to that mice experiment we've talked about here on the show before, where the generations of mice, as they're given easier and easier time, they get smaller and smaller, but then they start uh, getting gender confusion uh, the weaker and weaker they get. And the more the more their life becomes, you know, we become too easy, right? So good, you know, this goes back to... So the, the mouse experiment you're talking about. So yeah. what what this experiment was specifically for everybody out there was that a scientist took a group of mice. I think it was like three or four mice and they put them in a enclosed area with a massive abundance of food, basically an mm-hmm. unlimited amount of food. And at first the mice were were fine and they just reproduced. They had babies and everything was pretty good. Well, what ended up happening is the population 
became concentrated and overpopulated. And the mice started pooping where they eat. They started getting rare diseases. And they started eating each other, cannibalism, eating their young. um, And they became um, homosexual, started trying to Mm -hmm. have sex with the same sex. And, you know, you're right on this idea about dogs because I had two male dogs. Mm-hmm. That um, small little Pekingese, so they're not the types of things you can just go let run around because they don't run very far. But right. um, yeah, they would they would kind of take care of their needs themselves, if you know what I mean. Um, right. and, and that happens because it's a natural instinct. Is right. that deep down inside? It doesn't matter if you cut off their gonads or not. It's a natural instinct deep within a species to reproduce or to to drive pleasure from that type of instinctual um, urge. And Mm -hmm. so they will seek that in any way, shape, form, or possible. So as you start basically compressing people in massive density within cities and uh, within locations people live, what's going to happen is is that you're going to have an imbalance within society and you're going to have people tend to move towards those instinctual urges Mm -hmm. and even have genetic abnormalities that are going to come about because of those urges. Right. Well, in other words, if the the moment you quit moving, you're going to the box, right? But at the moment that we quit striving and quit struggling and quit moving forward, we become lethargic and we become potatoes and we get icky. So when we do have to struggle, when we do have to go hunt and gather, when we do have to reproduce not not decide to reproduce whenever I feel like it sometime in the next 55 years. No, when you have to, re- to reproduce because you got to, you know, you want you want your clan to survive, you want to continue to move forward, it changes. Like so when a w- woman and a man are thinking we've got to have kids, right? We got to have kids, not well, when do you want to do it, Bill? When we're 38 or 55 or 82? What that's we get this weakness built into our society and we have to we honestly guys we have to struggle struggling makes us better mm-hmm. all right we'll be back with more dark delight show into this Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. 
The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Well, welcome back. I don't want to. It's Friday. Let's all go make some babies. Let's go. Right. Go make some babies. Friday. Yeah. Well, that's the only way we're going to beat this thing. Guys, by the way, you want to fix a lot of what we're up against is, is having kids. And all the people who should have been having kids this last 30, 40 years, you know, the, the people, the conservatives, tended to wait to have kids, tended to defer to have kids or not have kids or to adopt. And their genetic coding and their ideology has died and because we're only going to have one kid because that's the responsible thing to do. Instead of the fact that there's a lot of people out there having kids or having 12, teen, 59, 42, whatever it is, and their ideology is being perpetuated. Do you see how that I means? Well, I know well, it sounds, hold on, that hold sounds on. like a battle. You also, you also have to remember, if you go back to the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, and even the 70s, mm-hmm. women were having children well into their 50s. And that was not yeah. uncommon. The reason is, is because they were, were more fertile. Now, right. women are hitting menopause in their 30s. And yeah. the reason is, drum roll please, <laughs> food, water, air. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Food, water, air. Food, water, oh, air. Oh, vaccinations. Oh, you know, the, the, well, the there whole, you go. Um, food, water, air, vaccinations, medicine, the, pharmaceuticals. Was it tinnitus? Not tinnitus. Uh, ten, what, what's the one that you get when you get yourself cut with rust, rusty metal they said you're going to die from? Uh, tetanus. tetanus. The tetanus yeah. shot literally, it literally sterilizes you for a minimum of six months. Every time people were getting tetanus shots, you oh you go you're gonna get oh you're gonna oh uh, here we gotta update your tetanus. Every time you go to the emergency room, go to the doctor. Have you had your tetanus shot booster? Have you had this? Oh, if you get a cut, you're gonna die, guys. I've worked what thirty some odd years in construction, cut myself wide open a bazillion times, stepped on nails, shot so, myself with a nail gun. So that's what's wrong with you. Yeah, yeah, that is. <laughs> <laughs> I've been. What's well, that's masochistic, isn't it? Like I've been. Hey, well, yeah. the, Look at this. Look at this wound. No, you well, did. I mean, I remember I hit my forehead with the claw because it bounced off. I was hitting a a nail in it went and it hit me in my own forehead and it cut me open. I just kept working. I wiped the blood off and yeah. I had a cut on my. That's what a man does. Yeah, but you missing half a limb. Ten- I'll tetanus. just keep working. I'll go to the doctor yeah. later. Super glue and, we'll and sew it uh, up. electrical tape. Se- uh, su- electrical tape and super glue was what you bandaged yourself with. Period. If you had a band aid on, like, dude, what's wrong with you? Why do you have yeah, a band aid on? Yeah, but okay, but so this goes to the conversation I was having earlier this week. I don't remember if it was on this show or another show of the demasculinization and the defeminization of society. Mm hmm. 
right? Yeah. Is, is yeah. the demasculization of society. You know, I, I was uh, watching, uh, I, I, not watching, I read this article the other day about mm. this gentleman who in World War II sacrificed his life, won the Battle of Honor. And uh, they're showing the picture of him, and he was 24, and he looked like he was 48. Right. Now, that's not because he was 48. It's because people who were – people looked much older than they were back then. A 24-year-old looks like a 40-year-old today, and that right. goes to this, is the demasculinization. reason is is because they're full of all those those good – vibrant male <laughs> hormones yeah right that then oh, yeah. and they're out there and they're they're what they're out in the sun they're working they're they're utilizing their body they're utilizing their mind if you take the average person from the 1930s to 1940s education in comparison to today it's radically different right oh, yeah. even if you took an education from like the late 19th century it's radically different today most kids would not be able to even come close to passing those exams and right. so we've had a, a de-education, a demasculinization, and defeminization of our society. Now, there's no wonder why our society is moving in the direction that it is, where people are like, "I don't know if I'm a man or I'm a woman <laughs> or what I want to be today. Maybe I'm going to be a pillow uh, right. or a kitty cat, and I go in my little box." Because that's the thing: is people are so hormonally imbalanced. Not only hormonally imbalanced, but the massive toxicity that's within their body as well is right. produces this mental illness. And so the demasculinization, I mean, there's multiple reasons how this comes about. Number one is the increase in the amount of estrogen within the, the meats. Do you, do you know why they targeted chickens and meats with uh, the high estrogen uh, hormones in the 1990s and the early 2000s? What's, I missed part of that. We'll say it again. Do you know why they targeted chicken right. and, and meats, different meats, porks and stuff, with the high estrogen um, supplements in the 1980s and the 1990s? Well, it's about sterilization of us. Throws everybody Well, out. true. No, but, but the main part was okay. because the, estro the high estrogen hormones that they pumped into them, right? right? Well, they make them fat. They make them big, grow fast. Yeah, but it also reduces the amount of usable testosterone within your system. Right. So those males that begin to grow up during those time frames have less and less testosterone. Now you yeah. enter the age of information dissemination, propaganda, so forth. Uh, those people are now having kids. Their kids are going to be genetic blueprints of themselves with less testosterone being produced. And you just repeat the process. And next thing you know, you have a fertile society. Not only fertile or infertile, infertile society, and you have people mm -hmm. that are in their thirties and they they can't have children. They have to go to fertility clinics. Yeah, well, we you got all this stuff lines up with the fact that we really should be better. Like right now, like if we all know this right now, we should absolutely dead stop playing into their agenda and quit going down that path with them. Uh, a lot of this was due to profits and the, the fact that, that a lot of things that we thought were checked or went unchecked. No different than aspartame. You know, aspartame is is actually just dry. If you want to get rid of down too, it's dried antifreeze. Well, what does dry, what does antifreeze do to cats and dogs if they drink it? Gives them your uh, you know uh, uh, your your failure, your uh, kidney failure, your organ failure, and all this other stuff. What do you think it's doing to you? 
I mean, it's absolutely amazing how much we're willing to put into our bodies and not realize it's just killing ourselves. And they, that stuff is absolutely the worst stuff on earth. And I used to drink Diet Pepsi as a staple. Like, I drank it for probably three, well, two decades at least. Do you know the story behind aspartame? Oh, it ties right into the top levels of our government, man. Serol, Serol Pharmaceuticals developed aspartame in 1976 and 1978. They sought FDA approval, and the FDA immediately denied it because mm -hmm. of its potential effects on human life because it breaks down into various different substances, but one of them being formaldehyde, which can be very, very toxic to the body. Mm -hmm. And basically, it's a neurodegenerator, uh, so it degenerates neurons. Instead of helping them, it becomes a stimulant for them, neurostimulator, and then it kills them. So right. what happened is, is the Ronald Reagan administration came in. When the Ronald Reagan administration came in, um, a gentleman got appointed as Secretary of Defense by the name of Donald Rumsfeld. We all knew him. He was under uh, Bush Jr., right? And yep. uh, Donald Rumsfeld just happened to be the former CEO of Serol Pharmaceuticals. <laughs> that same year, that same year, aspartame uh -huh. was approved by the FDA. Bing. Isn't that amazing? Just You can just follow all these little paths to these products that literally we should be running away from, but we don't. We keep going back to that same poison well. We, but here's the thing. Again, let's go back to the reproduction stuff because everybody likes sex, right? I mean, we've all heard of it before. But the problem with this is, is that we literally have demonized it from – and here's just why nobody knows how to act around this anymore because we have the over-sexualization from the drag queen stuff and all this other stuff where men – or dressing up as exaggerated women, which I don't know why the women aren't mad about that, but then women bring their small children to this and all these men to do this in front of their kids. So we have that version, right? But then we also have other states and other parts of the world and all this other stuff that's saying, okay, well, we're changing the boundaries of when you can change a kid's gender and their, and their uh, hmm. ideology, who they are, male or female. But then you got the whole idea is like, okay, well, we can't have kids until we're 25 or 26, but you can't smoke till you're 21, but you can have kids when you're – we everything has this weird little boundary and none of them actually work with each other because you know when we're talking about changing a kid's gender at two and three years old chemically but then we're having people that can't buy cigarettes till they're 21 so wait what but then you can you can't get tattoos until you're 18 what you see where we have all this confusion around sex and it makes us to where we feel like it's is, it, is sex a great thing or a bad thing? Is it fun or is it not fun? Well, is it reproduction? Well, it, if someone wants to go watch drag, right? Go check out a Shakespeare play. It's really that simple, right? right. Go watch yeah. Shakespeare. All, well, all most Shakespeare, Shakespeare women were always played by men. Yeah, if you all, go back all in Shakespeare the of history. was men actors, not even the women. Um, but yeah. You're you're right. We have states that are basically bringing about legislation to say, "Look, you can't cut off the gonads of your child until they're 18." Um, right. No, so you're you're not you're not resolving the underlying issue. You know, you know what they should do is, is the state should start going after the pharmaceutical companies. They should start yeah. going after these propaganda outlets that allow the dissemination of this horrible information. They should go in and look at science and say, hey, people need to be more transparent. If you're going to do peer-reviewed science, the peer-reviewed science cannot be peer-reviewed by people that have a financial interest directly within the research that you're doing. 
oh my goodness, climate research, gender ideology research, hello. I mean, this is the problem, is that there's a system that is created to make sure that this stuff goes through. And in the government's like, well, we'll help you with that. We'll just put an age limit on how this works. No, that's not resolving the situation. Remove the money from the system. Remove money from government. Make sure that no lobby, corporation, foreign entity, private interest, super PAC, sub PAC, I don't care what PAC, has any influence monetarily or incentivizational-wise over any politician. State, local, federal, doesn't matter. Remove the money from the system. And watch how fast society restabilizes. Watch how fast this country thrives because you actually have people in the service of other people within government that want to serve, that want to do better for society and civilization, that want to see people thrive. They're, 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 they're giving their time to make sure this happens, to protect the rights and the, the freedoms of the people. Get rid of the money. And you know what? Mm-hmm. You won't see any politician, any government, state, local, federal, doesn't matter. You won't see any of them make this motivation. The reason is because they're all in on it. It's one big scam. We'll be right back with more Dark Delights Show. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back to the Dark Delight yeah. Show. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep on going on this rant, Jim. And you can jump into this rant Go if for you it. want. Yeah, yeah. So we need to defund government. And the Perfect. best way to do this is to pull the incentivization of laws and policy out of it. And that happens with the lobby. That happens with the pact to political action campaigns. The next thing that we need to do is we need to get rid of the FBI. Did, oh, did yeah. you did you see any of this House Judiciary Subcommittee hearing on Thursday where Matt Getz was talking to the DOJ Inspector General Michael Horowitz and he oh, discussed yeah. the FBI conducted 3.4 million warrantless yep. backdoor searches of Americans, 1 million of them being deemed completely illegal. Mhm. They're the wrong Completely. people. One, 3.4 million warrantless searches. Okay, that's unconstitutional. One million of them, the wrong people. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And the thing is, guys, that's the, 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 the tip of the spear. Remember, the FBI gets to go until they get two no's. You know, they can do two tw- twice removed, right? So when they when they see that, let's say I'm going after Josh Reed, that guy, and but then everybody, er, then two points removed from him. So every person he's contacted, and every person they have contacted, and every person they have contacted. Do you see what I'm talking about? Like that is that is a huge sphere of people. So it's not just the tip of the spears. What they were the, the the fallacy of this is they're telling you they've only done this many searches or this many warrants. And they screwed up on a million of them the whole way. Well, th- think about that. That is everybody they knew, and everybody they knew, and everybody they knew. That's how deep those warrants really go. They're not really giving you the full scope, but basically, it sounds like everybody in America has absolutely been spied on at that point. If you go by those numbers and just that alone, 
Do you follow what I'm saying on that? Oh, no, I, I do. And, and you're right that we have an out-of-control government that is mm-hmm. like a, a paranoid schizophrenic thinking that you know they're going to lose their power because mm-hmm. well they are going to lose their power <laughs> that that's the yeah. problem is that they're moving to a point where they're going to lose their power and their authority because they've overstepped those boundaries for so long and people are like well they're too big man what are we going to do like throw rocks at them or something no, we simply <laughs> defund them. We, we have the yeah. power in this country, and people need to understand that. But the way that we take that power back is you have to abolish, abolish the binds of slavery upon the politicians. And that mm-hmm. is the lobby. That is the private interest, the foreign companies, the corporations, the foreign governments – all of this money that flows in the Washington, D.C. backdooring is usurping your vote and your power as an American citizen. And the moment you get rid of them, watch how fast things start looking up for the United States of America. And the crazy thing is, is not one person, nobody, nilch, nada, zero, have mentioned this one thing. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Nobody is saying that this, well, the solution we need to do is de-incentivize politicians monetarily. Wow. I mean, just imagine, Jim. <laughs> I mean, just imagine. Imagine yeah. that if a politician running for imagine election if you will. I'm sorry. could only take donations for their campaign from the constituents in their district. Not only that, is the constituents could only have a maximum of, let's say, $250 per election year. And so this means that we would have a total number of money that could be accumulated during election throughout all the politicians. Right. And so, so we'd if you be able limit to calculate. how much everybody can get, you limit how much. I mean, this big, this then you have to be a true miser with your money. You can't just run out, go out there and running hit campaigns and doing all this wild other stuff. You've got to focus on what you got to say instead of worrying about having slush money to go attack everybody. Well, Jim, it's, it's even more beautiful than that. Right. If there's two candidates that are in an election and there's only $250,000 allotted per constituent, and let's say that there's a 1,000 constituents, mm-hmm. that means the total money raised cannot exceed $250,000. Total money raised. Mm-hmm. So if candidate A, let's say, raises $125,000 and candidate B raises the 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 other what 125 million dollars or 125,000 dollars or 75,000 right. dollars. And candidate B wins the election. Do you see a problem with that? No. I do. Because if do. candidate A raised okay. 75% of the money. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. And I candidate B raised 25% of the money, but candidate B wins the election. That's written. statistically impossible because candidate the money A, followed the right candidate. Because yeah. the money will follow Sorry. the right candidate. So it becomes a, a, a system of checks and balances on the election. Right. So this is what it. we have to do. We have to demonetize all of politics. Remove money 100% from it. Not only that, you know what, we, you know what else we have to do? What's that? And I know people are going to hate me for saying this. I hate you, Josh. Oh, sorry. I, All I was an early adapter. Anybody who <laughs> develops drugs, 
drugs or does healthcare, performs healthcare, hospitals, pharmaceutical companies must be nonprofits with only a plus 3% operating margin. Right. So they can only go 3% above their operating margin in the sense of workability. Watch how fast technology becomes developed for cures. Mm-hmm. Watch how fast people get healthy. Bingo. Oh, we need to get rid of the IRS as well. Yeah. Well, I was, uh, you know, the the Brunson brothers that the the fact you know they're still going to the Supreme Court. Yeah. Have you heard about that? Yeah. The second Lloyd, the second brothers going, and the first case isn't dead yet. I guess it's still viable. Yeah, they Um, went back and they refiled it through what's called Rule Eleven. Right. And basically, Rule Eleven allows you to file it to the Supreme Court under a matter of national security which actually um, gives it a heightened priority. And so they refiled their um, appeal under that, that Rule 11, and right. it, they, they got an immediate message back from one of the clerks there at the Supreme Court and kind of like they're looking out for him, which put right back on the docket, um, wow. which has a higher potential of now being seen by the Supreme Court because it is clarified as a matter of national security. Uh, and the clerks actually vet that and validate that, hey, look, if this case is, is truthful, then yes, this is potential national security. So right. it has a higher potential. Plus his brother's uh, – Lloyd's brother's case is still in the Tenth Circuit awaiting appeal. And uh, they've been sitting on that one and they haven't formulated Rule 11 on that one because they can actually skip the Tenth Circuit um, right. by going in there and making that one a matter of national security, and they can skip the 10th Circuit and put that right in the Supreme Court. But they're waiting well, to see what happens with the, with the, the, other, the other one. Well, the, the second case that, that's still coming along here, the, that, I think that one is so much more significant than just the election because it really ties into – and I don't – like I, we use the word amendments – or Bill of Rights, and I agree with Lloyd on this, um, that he we shouldn't use the Bill of Rights as that. But it states in there that, you know, talking about anything outside the Constitution is repugnant, but also talks about how taxation, even for your money, is illegal without benefit of the government. In other words, they're saying, well, you get the road, but it's not, it's not that way at all. It doesn't work that way. You can't tax the people at all. In fact, the Constitution is an anti-tax document. That basically the only taxes that can be brought into the government is through import tax. You know that we keep we all so, get tied up with things. Go ahead. I know Loy's argument on this. Okay. Right. And I will disagree. And the reason I'll disagree is because you can actually go in and read the writings of Thomas Jefferson pertaining mm-hmm. directly to taxes. Right. And let let me let me kind of give you um, some ideas of what Thomas Jefferson wrote about, okay? Okay. The simplest system of taxation yet adopted is that of levying on the land and the laborer. But it would be better to levy the same sums on the produce of that labor when collected in the barn of the farmer. Because then, if through the badness of the year he made little, he would pay little. It would be better yet to levy it only on the surplus of the produce above his own wants. It would be better, too, to levy it not on his hands, but in those of the purchaser, because through the farmer would, in fact, pay it, as the purchaser must deduct it from the original price of his produce, yet the farmer would not be sensible that he paid it. Would a comfort to the farmer be allowed to supply his own wants before 
he should be liable to pay anything and then to pay only out of his surplus. Okay, so then this goes into this aspect of it. The taxes mm-hmm. with which we are familiar class themselves readily according to the basis on which they rest, capital income consumption. These may be considered as commensurate, consumption being generally equal to income, and income, the annual profit of capital. I'll say that again. Income, the annual profit of capital. Supreme Court decision 1889 actually determined that income is cap or profit from capital. A government may select either of these bases for the establishment of a system of taxation and so frame it as to reach the faculties of every member of society and to draw from him equal portion of the public contributions. And if this be correctly obtained, it is the perfection of the function of taxation. But when once a government has assumed its basis to select and tax special articles from either of the other classes is double taxation. For example, Mm -hmm. if the system would be established on the basis of income, and his just proportion on that scale has been already drawn from every one to step into the field of consumption and tax special articles, that is a broadcloth or homespun, wine or whiskey, or a coach or wagon, is double taxing of the same article, and they are against that. So what he's saying there is if you're taxed on your income, which you are, mm-hmm. and then you use that money to buy gasoline, and you're taxed on your gasoline, that's double taxation. That's unconstitutional. That's what our founding fathers were talking about. We'll be right back with Dark Night Show. To young lovers with nothing better to do Let's sit around the house, get high and watch it too Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold 
in Silver Bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. <clears throat> Back with the Dark Delight show. And so I, I agree with Loy and the Brunson brothers to a degree on their idea of taxation. But it, right. it, it is been attested within the Supreme Court multiple times. Um, 1887, 1889, 1918, 1923 are the most familiar cases in the sense of taxation lawsuits. Um, the ones after 1913 were actually suing the 16th Amendment, which brings about um, income tax, the income tax amendment. Right. And actually the Supreme Court ruled on that and said that the 16th Amendment produces no new taxes because – the Article One of the Constitution already granted Congress the ability to lay taxes on anything they wanted. Now, interesting enough, in the 1889 Supreme Court case, the Supreme Court, this was a railroad company, mm-hmm. deemed that income, income was profits or gains or profits from capital transactions. So basically, right. when you do capital transactions, that's a business transaction. So when you engage in business and you have a profit, that is derived income. So when you file your income tax, this is how the word magic actually rose, is when you file your income tax, that is profits or gains from business transactions. It's not a wage. The word wage wasn't added till much, much later, and it was added directly by the IRS itself and not by Congress. Hmm. And so wages were never meant to be taxed and wage is never not meant to be taxed because the wage is an equal representation of your time and deemed to be untaxable and even the founding fathers agreed with this that the laborer shall not be taxed upon his labor but instead the fruits of his labor of which the profits or gains that basically after you go out there as a laborer and you spend all the money on everything that you need to survive and you have everything the excess that is generated is what should be taxed. But with that being said, is that if I go out there and I, I spend it on my house and my property and I, I expand a little bit and like this, and all those things have taxes, then I shouldn't be taxed in my income. That's double mm-hmm. taxation. And so right. our country's got it way wrong in the sense of taxation. I liked what a lot of these congressmen and senators proposed in the sense of a consumption tax. Yeah. Get rid of every other tax known to man. Property taxes. By by the way, property taxes are absolutely 100% illegal, unconstitutional. They're because, destructive. Well, They're yeah, destructive. you want to know why? It's because what they do is they actually remove your right to own land. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, the, but it's destructive to those that have purchased the land. But then over time, your your situation changes, right? Let's say you're not as wealthy, or you're not as active, or you're not as you know you don't have as much income coming in. To to you know, but you, at least you had a place to stay. Now the problem is, is that if you're not making the tax payment, you get kicked off your house in three years, and it goes out to a sheriff's auction. That right there is that is absolute theft. And I don't know how. I mean, I don't yeah. know how we live with ourselves as a society and watching this happen to a lot of people, and people benefit from it. Because they'll go buy these properties for cheap and then kick these people out of their homes. Yeah, you know, it's a mess. Oh, all right, enough on that, huh? 
I uh, the the uh, we we got to get better on this, but I think we have to have a, an open conversation to say what we believe is fair. Why do we tax utilities? Isn't the government supposedly in charge of the the regulatory por- portion of how what we get paid for electrical? But then we pay a hundred percent for all the fans we put up. We put a hundred percent for all the solar we put up. Why are we getting charged for electricity at all? And then why is it taxed? Why do they mm-hmm. pay taxes? Why are they – you see – I mean it's like the sad part of it is, is if we took the tax out of a lot of the things that we do understand as being basic needs, let's just say we take those out, property, utilities, food, and gasoline. That affects the, that, uh, that affects the elderly and the poor the most, right? Okay? Well, you take those taxes out of there. What kind of boom would you see in our economy almost instantaneously, but what kind of relief would you actually give those who need it the most? Instead of saying, oh, we're going to give you a tax break if you bother to make some money, how about we just don't tax you on things that you're just trying to get through your day with? Well, I mean, let's just start there. Take that to SSI. Take that to SSI and and people who are on Social Security and elderly who are on Medicaid and Medicare. They tax them. They pay this tax into into their whole life. Mm-hmm. And then when they start getting it, they're taxed on it again. Like yep. th- it's absolutely ridiculous. I- and you're right. What what they need to do is instead of incentivizing people by giving them, you know, these various different benefits, is remove the tax. Get rid of utility yeah. taxes. Get rid of property taxes. Get rid of all these other erroneous taxes. And guess what? People will thrive. But see, Jim, they don't want you to thrive. That's the problem. They they want. Mm-hmm. A destruction in the middle class. They want you to be poor. They don't want you to thrive. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, and this is the this is the crazy thing of this that we continue to see that it's really not about the benefit of you. Then it's absolutely about a benefit of them. And I, you know, I, I ran into politics headlong, thinking that I was going to go. I was simply, guys, swear on a, a swear that I just simply thought I'm going to put my name on the ballot for $128. You know, someone's got to be on there. Let's make a difference, right? Let's just get out there. And this was back in 2016. And so when I did it, it was more of a, eh, it's only 128 bucks. Why not? You know, and it's like, why not do it? And uh, the fact that this system literally will destroy you, whether you're even a part of it or not, it's not like that. I got elected, then they come after you. They attack you before you can even bother to get elected. You know, they start doing things to you immediately the moment you start filing. And I honestly believed in our America that at that time, that I, before the election in 2016, I really believed in my heart of hearts that we just had a really fair and balanced system, that we truly counted the votes, and we really had this great servant's heart in our politics. And I really, I'm not lying to you guys. I believe that. And the problem is now they've turned me into this. After I got ate up in the poli- the political machine like I did, after that happened to me, this is who you got now. This is the guy who says small government is the only government, that, that we do believe in the United States of America. We do believe in our Constitution. We do believe in our uh, a limited government. And I mean limited as in I still believe there should be a, a percentage of GDP or however you want to measure that, that that's all they can ever spend on their on their government. So if – if it's 10% of GDP or 1% of GDP, that's all they get. No matter how much money we got laying around, we could have trillions of dollars sitting in the coffers, but they only get their portion, period. And if we do have trillions of dollars laying in the coffers, then those should be given back to the, com- the, the company, right? The people. The people should get their taxes back. 
and we should all be benefiting from how great America is. In reality, if this was a corporation and it was truly ran that way, and we were only taxing or quote unquote making profit off what was coming in, okay, and then we produced things and it went out and we made and then money kept coming back and forth. We as America would be one of the most profitable corporations ever known to have existed on this planet if we bothered to run it like a company and give back to the people what is really theirs. If we truly did that, this would be the land of milk and honey, and we would have things that we could not even imagine right now because innovation and the drive would be there because we're truly getting benefit back for what we're putting into the machine. Does that make sense? It, it does. What I'm percent Yeah. Yeah, no, man. I'm excited about that idea right there. That kind of like just came all together all at once. But if this was actually ran like a company, we would have we would have what we thought we really should deserve. You know, we really would have those things, and we would have private schools that would teach our children how amazing this corporation or this country really is. And because uh, the company would want those people to succeed and believe in the company, and then grow in the company, and the company continue to grow. I mean, do you see what I'm saying there? Like it would be amazing if we just truly went after that model, a business model. All right, guys. Well, I hope all of you all have a great weekend. Go make Take some babies. Be well. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Make some babies. See you. Make some babies. <laughs> Take care. Shit, baby. All right, we'll see you guys.